welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, and I'm so excited today to be joined by a brand new guest, Alina Rubenstein, right? Yes. I got that absolutely. She's a co-founder. Fast now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She's the new co-founder of a new organization called Live To in the Industry. And we're going to get a chance to learn a little bit about that. So thanks so much for joining me today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I uh I mentioned to you earlier, but you are just an inspiration to me weekly, and it's uh, my honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words. So let's jump into this. Uh, you started this new organization called Live2. So yes. tell me about it. Can you talk about it? What's it all about? I would love to talk about <laughs> it. Just give me enough time, right? <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, my uh, business partner, Scott Anderson, and I started a company uh, Live to, I think we officially launched in end of September of last year, which okay. seems both like forever ago and also like yesterday, like it was totally. yesterday. Totally. Yeah. And the company is focused on delivering uh, success and happiness to the promotional products distributor. Mm. So it is focused on the distributor salesperson and owner. And we do that by solving a few challenges that we've uncovered in our combined 40 plus years of experience in mm. this incredible industry. And, uh, you know, in within that time frame, we we heard and we um, discovered some challenges and based on our research, once we uh, decided to bring this all together, um, that there are some things that we could, we were in a position to really help with. And a few of the things that Live2 helps um, with is um, connection, right? So we created a community and I'll speak to that in a little bit um, that helps with that longing to connect that we all have in this industry. It's um, consistent training that, you know, there's a ton of incredible training that exists, but we saw a gap that we, uh, we wanted to fill. Um, accountability and implementation, which we felt is, was a gap, not just in our industry, but in general in training. Sure, sure. Um, and the continued momentum, because we believe that training doesn't just have a start and a finish, it's a journey that needs to continue. Mm. Yeah, so um, with Live2, we have three main legs of our business. One is, like I mentioned, that free Facebook community. And that place is focused, again, on the success uh, and inspiration and joy um, <laughs> for uh, the promotional products distributor. And we are, Scott and I are constantly in there. We're engaging with everybody. We're, you know, it's a place where we wanted to people to come and feel excited and motivated and inspired and deliver value based on trends that we see. Um, and uh, it's just a fun community. Mm. The second leg of the business is our Live to Learn course. It's our baby. Um, and it's developed um, based on habits and best practices that we've seen over our careers. And, you know, most of our careers has been spent on the supplier side of the business. Right. And I always say it's been such a gift because we've been able to work with some of the best of the best people in this industry, coast to coast between the two of us. Yeah. Um, and we would be absolutely crazy not to have noticed certain patterns of success right. and right. patterns of failure as well. And yeah. so we, we wanted to bring a program that really help people get to where they want to get to faster 
And it also, it's not just about tactics and the science side, side of the sales, because I believe sales has art and science and those that know how to combine the two are the ones that thrive. Right. Um, but it's also about uncovering what drives you and what's important to you. Um, and the Live to Learn program, I mentioned it's a course, it's a four module course, but everything is pre-recorded. But Scott and I actually take people through the course as a class. Mm -hmm. And um, I mentioned challenge of accountability. We break people up into accountability groups, which Kirby, it's probably one of my favorite parts about the entire process because mm -hmm. I was just on an accountability group um, call before we jumped on and just to be a part of these discussions. And we have 20, 30 year veterans in these groups and people are opening up and sharing challenges and other people are jumping in and helping based on their experience. And mm -hmm. it's just such an incredible experience for me to be a part of and for everybody else to be a part of that as well. And so it's about a six to eight week program. Mm -hmm. And to continue the momentum, Scott and I developed Live2 Academy, which is the third leg of our business. And Live2 Academy is created to make sure that once you're done with your training, and usually you go through training, you get pumped up and motivated, and you're like, put me in coach, right? And then you <laughs> right? get back to your computer, you get smacked in the face with 200 plus emails that you missed during the training. Yep. And you're like, I'll, I'll execute that later. I got to react. And the same thing happens tomorrow. And the next day until it all goes away. And so Live2 Academy is there to ensure that that does not happen. And we bring in experts outside and inside of the industry to talk to our Live2 Learn graduates. We um, interview end users, you know, without revealing where they're from, who they are, just to give perspective of what's important and what type of things they are getting versus what they wish they had. Um, we interview I think I mentioned, but I don't know now I'm talking too fast, <laughs> experts inside of our industry and outside of the industry, workshops, and it's just yeah. continuing that momentum. So, so it keeps the training kind of going, keeps, as you said, keeps the momentum going too. Keeps the momentum going. Yep. Because that's the journey cool. doesn't end. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. I, I actually love to hear that because I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, maybe we've been taught growing up that you get through high school, you get through college, and then you're done learning. And, and the best, I don't think do. I think they, you know, lifelong learners are the ones who end up being lifelong leaders. So um, cool. I, I, I'm excited to learn more. I kind of dug in, did a little stalking on, on yeah. the website myself. So I'm excited for you. So I, I'm curious, this is an interesting time, right? This is over the last year or so to take this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> everything's been on? yeah so why did you start now why did you decide to start now you know that's a perfect question uh because it doesn't seem like a sane decision but <laughs> scott and i did not ever plan to launch a business in the middle of a pandemic sure um what happened was so scott most recently both of us came from pcna yep. and scott left in february of 2020 i left in the summer of 2020 and for me personally i <laughs> if we have to look at the silver lining of the pandemic and the mm -hmm. craziness that we've all lived in um for me the reason why i left it was a really hard decision because i adored my job my company the people i worked with um 
but I, we had no balance in my family and mm. I traveled a ton. My husband traveled a ton. We'd like meet at the airport for a cup of coffee once in a <laughs> while, you know, it was, it was insane, but that was our normal. That's all we knew. And so when we were forced into quarantine and we were forced to get a taste of balance, we decided that our kids deserve to have that in their life. Yeah. So um, I left and what that really gave me an opportunity to do is pursue a passion um, for entrepreneurship and also passion to give back. Um, and Scott, coincidentally, was kind of in the same place. He was trying to figure out, you know, what what's the next step? He knew he didn't really want to go back to the lifestyle he had. Uh, he wanted to spend more time with family and he wanted to his next step to be something that was more passionate for him and had a mm -hmm. bigger mission. Um, bigger mission than himself and so yeah. once we realized that uh, we started to brainstorm and you know we've uncovered this need for uh, this type of training community networking type of um, need in this industry we've talked about it forever but it never is hey let's build a business around it <laughs> um, but now we did we started to and you know we thought well maybe it's just our perspective and it's just a concept and having a concept means nothing without verifying it, right? <laughs> right, right? So we started to talk to our customers, our friends uh, on the distributor side, both owners and salespeople. And what we uncovered is not just a need, we uncovered a pain point. Mm. And what we started to hear um, from owners, it was, I know I need to invest in my people. I know I need to provide training. I don't have time or I don't have resources because right. I got my own book of business or yeah. I have to run a business, mm -hmm. um, you know? And for salespeople, they were saying, I, I wanna connect. I wanna know what's working for others. I wanna know why others are thriving regardless of what's happening while I might not be, ha being, I might right. not be in that position. So um, it was it was really eye opening, and you know, <laughs> I know the time seems crazy, but during this pandemic, some of those pain points really amplified. Right. And so the time for our business and the mission that we have and the passion that we have um, to to deliver the value through this business really couldn't be better because people needed it most. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I've heard, you know, it's it's funny. I think you you hear about some amazing businesses that were started in challenging times. And so um, sometimes it's the mother, you know, mother, it's the mother of, inven of invention as that necessity. Yes. So so I'm curious, you know, obviously there's a component, a big component of sales training to this. I, and you're right. We all need more of that. I actually have a book on my desk right now. We're trying, you know, you just try and grow. So yeah. what's the type of sales training that sort of gets you excited? Oh, okay. So I am a junkie for training. I completely relate with what you said. I believe that if you're not growing, you're dying, which mm. I know sounds very intense, but it's true. Uh, a key to happiness is progress. And yeah. I think we always have an opportunity to learn. And I have training in my life constantly. I'm in yeah. the middle of one right now on my own. So the type of training that gets me excited is the training that makes me feel like I'm a better person walking out of it than I did mm -hmm. walking into it. Right. It's training that gives me 
clear action items to yeah. take so I can take massive action. Well, maybe okay. not massive, but action yeah. afterwards. And training that holds me um, accountable, right? Like I want to make sure that when I'm done with this training, I, I have implemented what I've learned and I have tools to do that because if not, then I've wasted my time and that is the most precious resource we have. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. So that's, well, I, I'm excited for you. Um, and uh, obviously I think I encourage everybody to check it out. Um, I've, you've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me okay. one question. Do you have one for me? I have a hundred for you. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we might not have time, but give me a couple, whatever. <laughs> I'll give you one. I'll give you one. So obviously I am intrigued by what makes people successful and what mm. makes people thrive. And you've reached a level of success yourself. And you talk to so many incredible people in our industry, maybe even people outside of our industry. And I would love to have your perspective on a few things that you feel makes people thrive regardless of what's happening in the outside world, right? Because we've all been thrown a ginormous curveball. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. So I, it's a great question. Um, and I'm not sure I have all the answers, but there's a couple things that pop into my head when, when this kind of pops up. The first thing that comes into my head is um, they don't, people who are successful never play, very rarely play the victim. Like they want to be the hero in the story. They don't want to be the victim in the story. I think we saw that over the past year. Um, I, I, I said a lot, um, the, the people, it felt like people went on two divergent kind of paths during this pandemic. It was either, um, okay, I'm going to hunker down and just give me a call when this is all over. Or, well, look, now that we're here, what do I do with this? And I feel like that is a much more proactive, more heroes uh, mentality versus a victim mentality that says, hey, this has just happened. I don't know what to do. So number that's number one is they don't play the victim. Uh, number two, <laughs> And this has kind of been a recent epiphany, just as a what what to call it is they go on offense, right? Like I think so many times, especially when times are tough, we we tend to play defense. And I think in our industry, in the promotional products industry, playing defense is when I'm not having fun. Yeah. Right? That's when I'm fielding problem calls. We're, we're out of stock on this, and this imprint was wrong. But when I'm on offense, when I'm uh, making sales calls, when I'm coming up with creative presentations, when I'm doing things that create action, um, that's when I feel like I'm most productive. So that's been a, a kind of a mantra in the last week or so with my team is like, look, guys, we need to go on offense. And then the third one is 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 old school. It's, you know, they work hard. I, yeah. I, you know, I think it's funny. I think that the, the term hustle and grind and all that stuff has been kind of overused to the point where it's, uh, you know, people like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one thing you can control is your mm -hmm. own effort. And so to me, those are sort of the three things that just pop into my head. If you, you, you don't play the victim, you, you're the sort of the hero in your own story, you go on offense and you work hard at it, generally good things are going to happen. I love all of those things. I, you know, your play on offense versus defense analogy. I think it's about controlling what you can control, yeah. right? We've all experienced a ton of uncertainty yeah. coming at us and um, being able to control what we can yeah. really helps us focus on being the hero and not the victim. Yeah. And, and 
yeah. And when you work hard, <laughs> then happen. you're able to do all those things and yeah. stay in control. So all those tie together. That's amazing. Cool. Well, uh, Lena, I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm excited about your new uh, venture and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Okay. I would love it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. 